Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the 4Beam podcast. I am Sai. And I'm Al. And today, tonight, uh, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, we are going to be doing our weekly review podcast. And this week's review is going to consist of the Italian Grand Prix, the new 4 Series BMW, the new Alpina B3 Estate and the Frankfurt Motor Show. So let's get into it. Okay, so first of all, we're going to talk about the new BMW M4 or the, the concept car that you the unveiled this week. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I was on Twitter when this came outside and it, was, it wasn't even polarizing. Was, I, think, I think out of all the reaction I've seen, you and me like it and no one else does. It was, yeah. it was amazing. The reaction just, it was so hostile towards it. It got called, obviously that massive deep grill. Really make, you know, really divided people's opinions and people are saying, oh, it looks like a pig. And I, I didn't think it looked like a pig at all. It does look animalistic. But to me, it looked like a bull that's snorting ready to charge. Now, if it's been designed like that, that's, that's genius. Yeah, like, I totally agree, Al. You know, that, that is, it, it's real, isn't it? It's real. It's, it's Marmite, basically. You either look at it and go, oh my God, imagine that in your rear view mirror. Oh, I want one, blah, blah, blah. Or you go, what the hell have they done? Now, yeah. you've got to think about where BMW were five, ten years ago. They were making some of the blandest, horriblest looking cars. The old 5, 7, even the old 3 Series. I remember Jeremy Clarkson saying in Top Gear, this is the new M3, but it's just a lump of car. And it's exactly what it was. It was just a lump. You know, 2007, 8. Yeah, must be around the 2007, 5, 6, 7, 8. I think around those years, BMW were just living off the reputation of their badge. There was nothing, they weren't making anything that would make you go out and buy them. So you look at the starting of this new 4 Series now, they're a million miles apart, and I love it. But what you've got to remember is that is apparently 85% roadworthy. So things are still going to change. So you know that there's going to be a big grill on it because there's a big grill on our new X3 and there's a big and even bigger grill on the X7 and the 7 Series. So they are clearly going that way. They're going for really big grills at the front, but it's not going to be as big as that concept. You know, the headlights are going to, are going to must be going to be bigger to comply with regulations and stuff. And the wing mirrors are going to be bigger. But overall, that car to me is just a stunning coupe. And it makes it absolutely beautiful. I mean, if, if I, like you say, look in the rear view mirror, if I saw that in my rear view mirror, I'd get out of the way immediately. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, I would just move. But then putting the grill to one side, Look at the side of it and the back of it. It's, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. The back of it is going towards the eight. Yes, very much. You know, and again, just, just amazing. And I actually, when we were review, you know, getting our content for this podcast and doing our research and stuff, I was like, right, I'm going to bring up the four series. So I started Googling images for it and stuff like that. And, I came into to, to the lounge and I, I went to, to Wendy and went, look at that. And she went, oh, my God. 
what is that? That's horrible. Take it away from me. I want to be blind. And I was like, <laughs> what? Girl. I, I couldn't. I it's amazing. No, no, get rid of it. Take it away. It's horrible. So, like you said, it is really polarizing. You'd love it or, or you hate it, but I just think it is brilliant. There's been no, there's been no talk about, you know, power or engine size, but I think it's going to be, you know, the bog standard. You must be get a, a full 20 diesel or petrol as the entry model. And then it'll work its way up, you know, to uh, 440, 450 maybe. And, and, Apparently, there's a new uh, M4 on the way out as well. Uh, so I can't wait, 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 wait to see what that is is uh, looking like. Um, and apparently, it'll have the same engine as the new um, M5, I think it is. Um, and it will it will be four wheel drive as standard, but it's intelligent four wheel drive, and you can. Break the four wheel drive and make it a real wheel drive only. Nice, nice. Okay. Which again is really impressive. So it's not four wheel drive all the time, it's four wheel drive when you want it to be. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to thrash it and boon it around and be real wheel drive, it can go completely real wheel drive as well. And rumor also has it that BMW are going to bring out an M3 and an M4 for the purists. Nice. So what's that mean? Well, it means it'll have no luxuries in it. It'll have nothing in it. It might be, it might be bare inside. It might just be, it might be a manual gearbox. It might go back to manual gearbox and not a standard ESG or eight-speed auto. Um, there'll be no luxuries in it. It'll be completely stripped back and completely lightweight. Um, and, uh, there's been no, there's obviously been no official release about that, but apparently there's lots of rumors going around and circling on social media and the internet. That they are looking at bringing out a purist's M car, which again would just be phenomenal. It's funny because we, we, you know, in our in our podcast, we were saying, well, I was saying, I don't like the shape of a coupe, but I love this one. Yeah. Looking at photos of it now, it's not one thing about it I don't like. I loved. I, I don't care. I love the grill. It's just so unusual and so it is. aggressive. The the headlights. Fantastic. Wheels are lovely. The wing mirrors, we've seen the wing mirrors, they're like Lamborghinis. That's what I mean, but I'm sure they'll go bigger over time. Again, I hope it like that. The, yeah. the exhaust, the way the exhaust is designed to be like the shape of the, the body kit above it is, is incredible. Oh, yeah. the back to back lights. Mm. Like, let's oh. say that that's 85% roadworthy, so really not much is going to change to that. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, but I just I, the grill to me doesn't look out of place on the front no. because no. it fits in with all the air scoops and all the yeah. sills, the skirt and all the you know it, it it's not like it's not like buck teeth it's not like bugs bunny's teeth overhanging the front of the car that no. is just all encompassed in the front and the kit and the front it's it's amazing I love it you've got really? to, you've got to keep the keep the bottle of that you've got to keep that grill. Got mm. Yeah. Right, then, okay, let's let's move on. Yeah, bye. Okay, mate, so another car we want to talk about is the Alpina. 
beefy toil in the States and what a thing of beauty that is. Oh man, it's just look, oh, look at it. It's at, I mean, Alpina does things for me anyway. I just think you very rarely see them when you do. It's a real thrill when you see an Alpina. Um, it was, it but this, this, so just talk about it. Well, I saw it initially on Top Gear's Twitter feed, so well played, Top Gear. Um, and I think I commented, maybe not off our full beam social media, but off my own personal channel, and I just put, oh my God, take my money, take all <laughs> of my money, just take it, just take it now. Just, and you, just and you don't like estates, do you? Well, no, like he's well. I like German estates, but you made me talk about yeah. cars that were German. <laughs> uh, no, mate, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't do estates really. I just, like I said, I'd rather cram everybody into the back of a saloon or spend more and get a four by four. But oh my god, I know we don't swear on this podcast, Al, but that that no, we, I still don't swear on this podcast, sorry. No, we don't know. But that that like you, that just does things to me. It's green. I don't normally do green cars, but oh my god, what a green it is. Beautiful. There's there's yellow lines going down the door. And if that was any other car, you'd go It'd be enough. Yeah. It's oh. fantastic. The Alpina badges as well on the wheels. Yeah. Well, the Alpina badge full stop is is it's is gorgeous. a lovely badge. Yeah, um, yeah. The Alpina badge on the front, the Alpina badge on the alloys. Those signature twenty inch multi spoke alloys are, are. You'd have to clean them with a toothbrush, but what an alloy! Oh my god, what an alloy! Fantastic. Yeah. It's the splitter on the front that's got Alpina embossed in it is just. Oh, but anyway, right, the thing that I need to talk about about this is when you think about it, BMW doesn't make a fast estate. Okay? Well, mm, come on. When, when I say not a fast one, you can get a 340 Touring or a 540 Touring, but when you think of the market and what's on sale here, you've yeah. got the fastest production estate which is the rs6 yeah audi you've got the e63 mm-hmm. mercedes estate you can also be get a c-class estate amg yeah that are fast and i mean rocket ship fast german don't swear in this podcast sorry what, 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 i haven't sworn you did i, I just didn't realize go on go on carry on i said rocket ship yes yes we're sorry Rocket ship. Oh, ship. Rocket ship, as in a rocket. Right, so I'll cut that bit out. Don't worry, um, so, yeah, they, they make some real fast, and I mean supercar beaten fast estates. In my eyes, you'd think the BMW would join into that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember again going back 10 years. They made an M5 estate, and that was it. That was the only one, and they haven't made and They've made ones before that, but that last one 10 years ago, there's not been one since. And I think, why? Because there'd be a market for it. There'd be a market for an M estate. There just would be. Yeah, of course there was. Either, either in an M3 guys or an M5 guys, there would be an, uh, there would be an absolute 
market for an um, estate. I and just think at the moment that makes. I think at the moment the estates are just out of fashion. So it's all SUVs, isn't it? It's all it's all of that. I, th- I think eventually they will come back and people will start demanding them again. It'll, it's just going to take time. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it, it, you know, people do buy the Mercedes one, but you're absolutely right. You see more Mercedes 4x4s and you see Mercedes AMG estates. So, yeah, really valid point there, Alan. I think you're right. But BMW actually make an M550. Right. Which is basically an M5 estate. But for some weird reason, that engine isn't available here. So an M550i estate, but don't sell it in this country. Mm. I wonder why. Which, again, I don't know, mate. I really don't know. But the M550i estate is not available here. I don't even know if the M550i saloon is available here. Um, But either way, I think that you need... But in that big gaping hole, there's an Alpina. And what a con. 600 brake horsepower, and it's not limited, so it does near enough of 190 miles an hour. And a state. Yes. 600 brake horsepower. The M4 has around 500. So that estate has got near enough 100 brake horsepower more than an M4 competition. Wow. I'd be I'd be scared to own own one of those because I just know walking towards that car don't knowing it was mine. That would be mind blowing for a start. Then I'd be sat in the driver's seat looking at that badge on the steering wheel and I would not want to move. <laughs> I wouldn't want to move. I'd I'd bring me a duvet. Oh, I'll keep in it. Be quite happy. That's just that's 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 that car size is just forget everything else that car. <laughs> That LP to be free tolerant to me is my dream car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but and, and and you are so right, and I'm not even going to argue or put a different opinion across there. That is everything. That is absolutely everything that you could ever want or need in one car. And it's cool Isn't as it? hell as well. And it's yeah, exactly. It's rare as hell. You know, it, it's prestigious. It's a badge that you never ever see. I remember my dad pointing out the first Alpina that I saw, and we were up Scotland way. And even my dad, with all the cars that he's owned and, and everything else, and my dad went, "Oh, you know," and it, it took me dad's breath when this was this was an Alpina twenty years ago, say. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Well, what is it, dad? What is it?" It's like, "Come and have a close look," and he took me up to it. And again, even back then, it had those alloys. It had that badge. It, you never ever saw them ever, even back then. I think yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I think it just how people just get it right. I mean, you see other cars, and Range Rover is the biggest example of this, where they they get you know made by other people, if you like. So I won't name names, but you know what I mean. Where you yeah. get other names on the back, and you just yeah. think you just think it's that a bit naff. With Alpina, never. It's just always fantastic. Exactly, and I don't know how they strike that balance. I don't know how they do it. How can they make it green and stick gold lines down the side of it? And you still go, I want it. Wow, I want it, yeah. 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 But do you have some? 
Is that, how much is it you know? How much is it going to be sold for? Wow, uh, I think we are talking quite a lot of money. Most probably well over hundred grand. It's worth it. Uh, oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Right, then, mm. base. We should move on to something else now. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I was just looking at this. Does not <laughs> it'll do not to sixty-two in three hundred and six in three point six seconds. Dear God. Yeah. So faster than Porsches, everything else. Um, what do you think it is, right, looking at it, right? It doesn't look like an estate. It looks like a big one series. From a certain angle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it, designed it, so well. I need to stop looking at it, mate. You need to, you need to move yeah. me on. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on. Alright, so do you want to talk about the Frankfurt Motor Show as a whole? Other, obviously other new vehicles there. I think uh, there's a lot of electric vehicles uh, unveiled this time. Have you, seen, have you seen the Honda one? No, which one? The Honda E. <laughs> yeah. it's, I think you hate about electric vehicles. Everything oh, it's Yeah. It looks like, don't look at it yet, right? It looks like, remember Total, Total Recall of Arnold? Yeah. Oh, it's, remember Johnny Caps? Yeah. Looks like that. Yeah. A production-ready version of Honda's retro-style all-electric city car was launched. That's not retro-styled. Cars didn't look like that in the 60s and 70s. No. It does. It's got 152 horsepower, but it will only do 125 miles. Which is what we said last time, wasn't it? But look at the state of it. Which is garbage. Oh, I guess. Are the cues? I get 500 miles worth of range out of an X3. Yeah, unless well, I go back to that again, and we know we know about range, don't we? It's all. But just, I just, I'm just thinking about the style of it. It's just everything you hate, isn't it? It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Okay. What do you think about the um, about the, the VW, the um, the ID? Yeah. That's supposed to be like a game changer, isn't it? Apparently so, mate. Yeah, apparently that was the biggest release of an electric car. That was bigged up to the extreme. Um, it says here, the flagship model, I'm reading off Auto Express here, the flagship model boasts a range of up to, up to, 342 miles. Uh, you see, I read it's anywhere between 242 and 342. It's not been confirmed yeah that's what it's up to isn't it so you know yeah but that's that's with the biggest battery you get three battery sizes in it yeah. um, you can charge you can choose one of three battery sizes um, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not that, I'm not that sold on the the looks of it really 201 horsepower 200 oh jeez I, I just don't get it I just don't get why I can get double triple the range and I'll have to stop and, and charge my car. No, it's like I've, I said in our podcast a, while, a few days, a few weeks ago. I can understand that to cars if you're just going to work and back or if you're just going to somewhere and back every day. So it, it's a, if you've only got a certain range every day, then you're okay. I, I do understand them. Yeah. But you couldn't have it as your car that you're going to use every day and go on your holidays in. No. It just wouldn't work, would it? It just wouldn't work. And, 
was an issue as well. Because I, I don't see charging points anywhere, but we're getting off the subject army of the yeah. Frankfurt. So, yeah, so, so what about the Land Rover Defender? Uh, um, I need to get me breath here because I've just nearly vomited. Um, it is, it is every, it is everything that a defender is not. Yes, me, I saw it. You see, this again, this is weird. Like the, the M4, I went well, like that, and all of Twitter went hate it. All of Twitter loves this. Didn't see one person go don't like it. I looked at it and thought it's a discovery. It's just a discovery. But that, that, you see, that's exactly what I, I said to myself when I was, again, doing the research for this episode. I was like, I know the Discovery now is really rounded and supposed to look more like the Range Rover, but that is just a Discovery with loads of plastic yeah. padding. Yeah. It's like they tried to take the fat kid and make his chin chiseled by sticking plastic bits to him. Ooh. It's not, it's not a Defender. The, no. In my eyes, the Defender carried British troops. It would be crossing the desert. It would be in a swamp. It would be in a ditch. It had nothing in it. There was no kind of luxury. There was nothing. It was either in the armed forces or it was on a farm with a cow in labour, giving birth to a calf, blood everywhere, the vet, this, that and the other. That's what the Defender was to me. You didn't yeah. really see it on drives. You didn't really see it in front of houses or in car no, parks. It was, a, it was a farmer's car or a, a, you know, a mountain rescue car, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't, it wasn't a car for the masses. It wasn't a car. It, 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 wasn't it had a, a purpose, car. wasn't it? It had, it had a distinct purpose. It had a purpose, exactly. Now, what Land Rover have done with this is gone, oh, look, here's the dead hard, basic, aggressive de- defender that would get you out of any situation. Now we've made it look dead, soft and cuddly, stuck loads of plastic to it, and nobody will want it. Have you seen that ladder on the side of it? No. Oh, man. Just. It's. Oh. There's a ladder on the a ladder on the side of it. Oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. Fuel cap. Yeah. What the? What is that all about? I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. That is just <sighs> that is just not a de- that that is just not a defender to me. Defenders always came in green. They always had a dent in them or had been crashed or something like that. It that. You know, you're not going to want to get that muddy. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like two things. They feminised it, which is bad. The, the Defender is a man car, and it's a boy. It's as simple as that. I'm sorry, I know that's, I know that's controversial these days, but it's true. And they've just, they've just made it soft and feminine, which is not what it's all about. Two, it looks like... It looks like Mini has designed it. Designed it. it looks like they've given it to Mini and gone... Just do that for us. Because from the back, that could be like a, a mini SUV. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. I'm just, I, every time I look at it, I keep nearly bringing me tea up. It's, it's awful, isn't it? Absolutely awful. Yeah. And I wouldn't... Like, I, I like the old Defenders, you would trust your life. You would you'd feel safe and bulletproof one of those. Almost. That, I wouldn't feel... 
Can you I imagine him taking delivery of that? Oh. Imagine, imagine British troops based on the back of that. The arm, the, the uh, enemy will be howling while you're hand mapping. I know. You're not going to get one of those covered in wire mesh, painted white on the streets of Belfast. You're just not. No, exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. You imagine that going into Syria or Iraq or somewhere. No. 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 Um. We've covered a couple of the other key cars in previous podcasts, mate. So we've just spoken about the ID3, the Volkswagen. We've just spoken about the Defender. We've already spoken about the uh, Porsche Taycan. Taycan. Yeah. The other thing that that, that really that really sprung out at me was that um, Cooper is now a separate separate brand from Seat. Ah, is this the uh, Tavascan? The Tavascan, yeah, but it's not, it's not Seat Cooper anymore. It's Cooper just by itself. Yeah, which is that I don't mean? know when that I don't know when that happened, but. What about you there? Yeah, what does it look like? I'm just getting photos up now. It, um, it looks nice. Very, very different. Do you want to, you want to expand on that? It's very edgy. Uh, the photograph I'm looking at is only a two-door, unless it's got concealed doors at the back. Um, it's very sharp, aggressive, very pointy, quite low, quite small. It looks it it, it looks nice. It looks like a Tesla, doesn't it? Yes, nice. See what I mean? Yeah. See that that is more like it. This will have a twin motor setup, uh, one for each axle or for a four wheel drive, and it delivers three hundred and two horsepower, uh, delivering not to sixty two in less than six and a half seconds, and a range of nearly three hundred miles. Right. Yeah. But get one. Of, get one of them, and not an ID three or. A Honda Reed that looks like a dog's pooed and sat in it. <laughs> that, that is the, the front's weird, isn't it? The front. I like it. I'm all for, I'm all for a, a, edgy, aggressive, sharp lines. It's certainly different. It's, it's very different. I've seen the seats as well. Look at the shape of the seats. Wow, yeah. That's like. That's what you call lumbar support. <laughs> It is. Holy cow. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we, and we've also talked about the new Lamborghini as well, the Sean or the Scion. Sean. Sean. So, they were all the key releases uh, from Frankfurt. Uh, I think the Volkswagen ID3 is a no from Full Beam. Let me know what you think, Al. Are we saying it's no? Okay. It's, it's, it's okay, mate. It's just nothing. I expected something a bit more special. Land Rover Defender, yay or nay? <laughs> oh, God. Nay. <laughs> Porsche, Taycan. Taycan, I can. Go ahead, Al. That's a big thumbs up for us. An electric car that looks like a normal car with performance as well. So go Porsche. Um, the Cooper Tavascan. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Is that part of Tavascan sounds too much like Tavascan? It sounds a bit like a medicine. It sounds like it's going to give you heartburn. Yes, but it won't. It doesn't. It doesn't. 
the Honda E will give you heartburn. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, the new Lambo, the Sahan, yay or nay from that? Yeah, 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 because it's just taking the mick, isn't it? It's funny. It's hilarious. Let, let's, let's put a battery pack on a V12 engine. <laughs> Lambo, yeah. Best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, the Alpina wasn't seen as a key release, but that's a massive, massive yes from us. Yeah, in love. Desperately in love with that. Yes. Um, Audi uh, released a fair few cars at Frankfurt as well. They released the A1 City Carver. Not seen that. Hang on. I don't like the, I don't like the sound of it. A City Carver? Oh, God. Don't like the sound of that at all. They've released a new uh, A5. Uh, they've released a new RS6 Avant, the new estate. They've released a new RS7. And that they've City Carver's, a, that's, sorry, that's City Carver's all, but it's just another little SUV. It's like, yeah. it's like all the others. And they've released an RS Q3 as well. So Sportback. So what's, what's is, is Sportback another, another word for coupe? No, well, it looks like a coupe, but it's got four doors. Right, got you. Okay. Like the four series grand coupe. The four series as a standard is a coupe, but right. for some weird reason you can buy it with four doors as well. Why you wouldn't buy a three series, I don't know. Nice, okay. Yeah. Um, the BM- BMW um, released the Concept 4 series. They released an iHydrogen Next, which I've not seen. They also ha- they also showcased the Vision M Next that we saw a couple of months ago. It's kind of half silver, half orange. Um, like that, 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 that iHydrogen, oh, I can't say hydrogen. Hydrogen. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hybrid. Electric hydrogen car. Now, they tried to do this for so many years. I can remember how hydrogen cars when I was a kid. No uh, it was always going to be the next big thing. You know, a, ga- a gas car. Right? Yeah. Never happened. Because I think it just wasn't safe enough. I think, you know, yeah. if that goes on fire, then you toast, aren't you? Yeah, probably absolutely. Have probably, probably five miles around you toast as well. Yeah. So it, it never happens. But, you know, if they're trying to bring this back, then maybe, I don't know. Mm. Um. The X6, I saw this being delivered to Frankfurt, and BMW have made the blackest car in the world. <laughs> and do, you, do you mean black as in colour black, or black as in yo? <laughs> black as in the colour. Okay. Now, I can't remember the colour. It's like Vesta black, or Sesta black, or something. Sorry, break it up there, mate. Oh, sorry, I'm too close to me, me mic. No, it's just it was Skype. I'm looking at the photos now. It says it experienced the blackest black. It yeah. looks grey. Why is no, it grey? No, it's not. If you if you click on that, it is the blackest black, and they've actually made a black that absorbs light. So right. the human the human eye cannot distinguish. The features of the car, it's so black you can't distinguish the door handles or lines in it or curves in it. It it's just it, it basically does like a black moving mass. So if you can't see the door handles, how are you meant to get in? 
Well, that that was just an example. It, you can't see so you can't see like the the lines and the curves of the of the shape of the block. You can't see them. It absorbs light. It's that black. I've seen it driving. I've saw it like doing like five miles an hour into the Frankfurt Motor Show, and all you could, all my eyes could see was the black light. I I'm glad to see this. I'm glad, I'm glad to see it because. I can't get my head around that. I really can't get it's my head around that. It's called Vance Black. Right, okay. Okay. I'm glad to, yeah, I'm glad to see it because I just don't, I don't, it's either going to be amazing or dreadful. It's not nice. You've got to admire how black it is, but because you can't distinguish the lines and the curves and the edges, it's pointless. That's what I'm thinking. Why, why design a car just so you can't see it? It's not, is it a stealth car? Maybe. So it's not nice. So I while you're... I don't get the purpose of it. While you're looking for the Vanta Black X3, I'll also just run through what else was released. Um, the Byton M-Byte was released, and this is a startup Chinese EV manufacturer. Just stop there. I'm not interested. Okay. As soon as you say Chinese, I'm like, that. We've spoken about the Cupra SUV. We've spoken about the Honda E. The Hyundai released uh, four cars. They released the Hyundai 45 concept, which, again, looks a bit like the Cupra, but is not as sloping as edgy, but still has very sharp lines. They released the new i10, uh, and they released the new uh, Velostar N. Electric. I'll, I'll give Hyundai a concept. Design me a car that I'd want to buy. <laughs> there's, a concept, take, there's a concept for you. They couldn't take that one. They, they, they don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Lamborghini uh, brought the Sian. Land Rover brought the Defender, which is garbage. I want to vomit. Uh, Mercedes were very busy. Mercedes brought out an AMG GLB35. They brought out an electric GLC, the GLC 300E. They brought the GLE 350DE. They brought out the GLE Coupe. They brought out the EQS and the EQV. I'm I'm just, it sounds like like algebra to me. All I can hear is letters. The EQV is a luxury van. And the luxury van? Yes, a luxury electric van and the EQS is a luxury electronic saloon what's lux- what, what do you want a luxury van for just so serial, serial killers can kill their victims in, in comfort I mean what go. two to go on sale next year with a 201 horsepower electric motor and a range of 252 miles yeah um, the EQS the luxury saloon is better uh, it's a similar size to the current S class, which again is a big car. It's going to be their future flagship all electric model and is powered by a thousand kilowatt battery pack, which feeds four electronic motors, which gives near enough 470 horsepower. And also it claims that it tops out at a 435 mile range. I've just I've just seen that that van. It, it's a van. 
end of the day. Yeah. Looking inside it, there's nothing special about it. No. At all. No. 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 That's luxury. <laughs> luxury. It's me, mate. Uh, again, we spoke about Porsche. They brought the Taycan, the all-electric vehicle, uh, to Frankfurt, and also they uh, showed off the new Macan Turbo, which we saw rather than me, the green one. Lovely, lovely. Um, Seat have brought out a Turaco, uh, which is a plug-in hybrid. So that's a, that's a FEV or a PHEV or a whatever you want to call it. Uh, 242 brake horsepower. Uh, it's able to, we don't need that side. This is impressive. It's able to cover over over thirty miles on electric power alone. Well, I well know. Done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Hopefully, you live thirty-one miles away from your house from work. You couldn't you even get to Manchester in that. What? You couldn't even get to Manchester. No. Pointless. Um, it is pointless. Skoda brought three. Cars, they brought the City Go EIV, they brought the Skoda Kamik Monte Carlo and the Skoda Scala Monte Carlo. Nice. They're all horrible, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart, we've got, smart, we've got electric at last. Quite yeah. nice. And so smart, smart brought out an electric 4.2 and an electric 4.4. Uh, next is Vauxhall. Again, they they came to Frankfurt, Frankfurt with quite a few cars. They've released a new Astra, a new Corsa, a Corsa E, so an electric Corsa. They've brought out a Grandland X hybrid, so I imagine that's some kind of SUV. And also they'll be bringing the VXR badge back in 2020. So you can expect some hot uh, Vauxhalls uh, next year. Hot Vauxhalls. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the first set of fast Vauxhalls suffered mainly from torque steering, um, which wasn't good. Uh, so hopefully they'll be better. But you're not going to pick a Vauxhall Astra VXR over a Ford Focus RS, are you? So you don't not. No. Uh, Volkswagen, again, Volkswagen E up. So there's an electric up now. <laughs> Is that me? Is that me for Lancashire? Volkswagen A up. A up, A up, A up, A up, lad. That's bad. Good car. Uh, there's an ID three and there's an ID four, maybe. Uh, and uh, there's all things coming in 2022, 2023. And uh, that's it. So the majority of the cars there for us are uh, no. Cuddly electric things with no range and no power, but a massive yes to the Porsche, a massive yes to the Alpina, and a massive yes to the Lambo. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to go more this way. So I think we're in for a boring few years. It's going to be a, oh another electric car. Yeah, but stick with us, guys, because we are not going to let you down. We are not going into the electric age. We're just not. I'm not having it. Well, I mean, we are with TVs and stuff. You need electricity, don't you? Shut up, soft lad. I didn't mean I'm sat in my house now with a, a wind-up radio and a candle. I'm not having an electric car. <laughs> right, should we move on? Yeah. Let's move on. 
Okay, so final part of uh, today's podcast, the last weekend's Italian Grand Prix. Um, just a quick bit on this. I think this was the the day that the the pendulum finally swung to Leclerc. He's he's got to be the team leader of Ferrari now. Got to be. Yeah, uh, I think we can sum this up in five seconds, can't we? Vettel looks like me granddad, and Leclerc is just running rings around. And when Vettel went off. And then drove back on the track in front of track. Oh, I just couldn't. I can't. I know I say and I sound like a broken record, but these are the epitome. These are the best drivers on the planet. And he just he just pulled out in front of another. Uh, the funny thing was right. He, he pulled out in front of Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll went, went mad on his radio. Yeah, he he spun. Then he did the same thing. Yeah, but not as badly, did he? He, still he the tried. Same thing. Well, it's still the same. You know, people people were saying, well, you know, he's got the halo and he couldn't see and blah, blah, blah. Not not having any of it. Not having any of it. That fella's head has gone and and that's it. But like you said, Leclerc. Now, I know people are saying like some of his racing and some of his, his driving with Hamilton was quite dangerous and forcing off the track and blah, blah, blah. It's just um, racing. But you have got to have some massive balls to drive a Ferrari in Monza and keep that Mercedes, which is the better car behind you, you have got to be some kind of driver. And I do hope that Leclerc is seen as the number one driver. I hope Ferrari as a team have got the balls to pin all their colours to the Leclerc mast, but they won't because Vettel's the, the world champion. The multiple world champions, so it just won't happen. But ultimately, who replaces Leclerc? Sorry, who replaces Vettel to go with Leclerc? And where does Vettel go? Well, just to talk about Vettel going back to Red Bull, isn't it? Is there? So, yeah, so imagine, imagine Verstappen and Ferrari. Oh, Leclerc and Verstappen would be a team, wouldn't it? But who would you pick there as the number one driver? Who, who would you pick there? You don't, you don't have to have a number one driver. You do? You don't. Well, you do. You have, you have to have a number one driver because new parts and developments and, and enhancements to the car, they always go to the first driver. And if they're good and if the first driver likes them and agrees them, they then get pe- passed down to the second driver. It's all about testing and development and everything else. There's always a one and a two. Well, OK, then you, you, you give you say to them for the first couple of races or the first three races. Go on, go on then, go and race. See who's, see who's top after them, and whoever's top is the, the lead driver. Wouldn't you love to see that? Wouldn't you love a team to say, go and race, go and race, and then we'll make our mind up? Yeah, Would that'd, be, love... that'd be amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. What what an effort it is to drive for Ferrari and win at Monza. You know, I think it was only... I think he's only one of seven or eight drivers ever to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, again, a massive well done to Leclerc. We rate him as a driver anyway, don't we? Yeah, he's good. Uh, yeah. But I think, you know, I think he is now showing up Vettel. Like, again, we've said it over and over again, haven't we? You get to a certain age in Formula One, there's always going to be those young, hungry drivers. Some of the older drivers deal with it and go, not on my watch, mate, not on my watch, Sonny Tim. If you want my crown, you've got to come here and race me, Hamilton, 
all the drivers go, oh, I don't really know what to do. He's better than me. He's younger. He's hungrier. And they lose it, and that's Vettel. I, st- I still think with Vettel, I've said this all along, he's still trying to be Schumacher. He's, he just he only needs to be as himself. He's, yeah. he's stopped trying to be something he isn't. Yeah. You know? But it's silly for him. I think it's silly for him now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's big time. So that's it for tonight, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget our social media um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, all at Full Beam Cars. So, yeah, uh, again, uh, we're on Drive Tribe and we are on yeah. YouTube as well. Um, we've got it, we've got a fair, we've got three or four videos as well as our podcasts on YouTube. Um, the one about German cars not existing is brilliant, it's absolutely amazing. Um, if I do say it for myself. Um, facial expressions alone are worth it, especially when Al keeps looking between his legs like he's lost something. Um, I'm, just, I'm just making sure it's still there, mate. <laughs> so it, it, it's well worth a watch, uh, and it's really good because like, it really gets you thinking about what you'd have if German cars didn't exist. Um, so yeah, well worth a watch. And uh, Drive Tribe, we get loads of uh, interaction on Drive Tribe, and if you are a petrol head and you enjoy these podcasts. Uh, Drive Tribe is definitely a platform that you should look into. It is just full of other people like us, other like-minded car lovers. Um, and I think that's about it. Insta, there's loads of Aston Martin photos still popping up on Insta for Miles' visit. There's still more to come. And, and they are brilliant. You can see why you're a professional photographer, Al, because you're taking some really good snaps. Oh, no, stop it. Stop, stop it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that's it from us guys. Thank you very much and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yes, that's, yes, make sure you do. Have a nice time. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.